growing up, you get taught a lot of life lessons through the medium of entertainment, whether it be games, movies, music, you name it. So much meaning out there. Some of it real, some of it not. Kind of like an art student trying to be real deep in his video by filming an empty vase and saying, see, that's the human chest cavity. And you go, what is wrong with you, Toby? Leave class. Your weirdness all out. And then sometimes it's real. Sometimes it even comes from inanimate objects. Back in the day, we had one heck of a heater of a movie. You ever heard of Brave Little Toaster, you young folks? I'll tell you what, scared the shit out of me. That taught me true fear, the AC unit and that. Don't come at me unless you've seen that. Today we're going to talk about a couple other inanimate objects. A couple androids, perhaps? Let's talk about a little bit of Nier Automata. Or a Automata. I don't give a shit. Nier Automata. I know you remember Brave Little Toaster, right? Oh, I have the same psychological fears that you do from watching that movie. I start sparking, starts yelling. And now that I'm older, because when you watch movies when you're a kid, you're just watching it for the experience. You kind of know what they're saying. But then when you're older and oh, you yeah. rewatch it, you that AC unit part is so depressing. Oh, oh, yeah. It's actually really sad. It should make you cry. It shouldn't make you scared. He's because he knows that the kid wants to play with all like the toaster and the the lamp and the vacuum. He wants to play with the toaster? Well, was this Toy Story? No, but not play. But he would interact with these things. And, you know, the AC unit is sad because he's so high up and he's, you know, you think you're better than the rest of us. Oh, does he say that? Yeah. You think you're better than me? Something like that. That moment was insane. Yeah, and then he dies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you got childhood movies like that one, All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh my gosh, that I watched. I never watched that as a kid. And then you told me to watch it. Dude. <laughs> that? Isn't there a hell scene in there yes. or something like that? <laughs> yeah. They weren't as subliminal as Pixar is with their weird messaging now. They were just up front. That movie is rough. That is rough. No. Oh, nice. No pun intended. No pun intended. <laughs> that movie gets two paws way up. <laughs> but anywho, all those dogs and toasters aside, welcome to the I Married a Wee podcast, the podcast where I'm a weeb and my wife wasn't. And now we're married and now she's becoming a weeb. And we got a podcast that we talk all about it. Is that a pretty good description, Danielle? Yeah, I like it. Perfect. If you're new here, welcome. If you've, if you're back, hey, long time, long time no see. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Near Automata. Such a good freaking game. I can't, cannot recommend it enough. It is the best money we have ever spent. Yeah, because I got it on Super Sale. Didn't play it when it initially came out, I believe, in 2017. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, it was, in fact, March 7th of 2017, North America release on the PS4. But late to the game, it doesn't matter. You can play this 20 years from when this freaking podcast even comes out. It's a great game. It'll get you thinking a little bit. It's kind of like a little bit of a pretentious thing. They are name dropping a lot of philosophers. It's getting you thinking, but the overall message is great. 
I think anything that can get me thinking while playing a game, bada bing, bada boom. That's why Portal's so freaking fun. Doing the puzzles. You didn't really last too long on the Portal game, did you? Yeah, that's one thing that you've learned and I've recognized since we've been married is I don't like to problem solve. Yeah, <laughs> I give up easy. <laughs> yeah, we're going to change that because we're eventually got to get through Portal. It's too fun. That was fun. Yeah. And wait till I'm we not... get to the second one when we can do multiplayer. Ooh. I know. That's what we do it for. Once I figured out, because, well, Portal, not so much, but I'm not used to, and what's that game we were playing um, last week? I never remember the name. Which one? Hellblade? Yeah. So there's little cues in video games, and it's easier, I think, when I watch you play a game. Sure. And I'm watching different areas because you're obviously controlling the character looking for certain things and I'll notice things that you miss Mm -hmm. or like hey you should go over there I'm not used to being the first person actual player in a game so that's I'm not used to controlling and then looking for those cues at the same time so it's just a lot for me to try and get into play video games because I'm just not used to that visual dynamic I guess the old heat of the moment yeah. I hear you playing Minecraft. One <laughs> zombie will get you absolutely out of your mind. Oh my gosh. Well, I think I'm just so used to playing with you. So you, I have your back, you have mine. When you're down in the caves by yourself, it's a little scary. It can, I've had more jump scares from Minecraft than any other game. I can, <laughs> I can boldly admit that. And I think we've all, those creepers will get you. And they're so quiet wild but a better game than minecraft in my opinion here is in fact near automata here so the big thing with this one is you've got a storyline that is led by two main characters you got 9s and 2b and honestly i think that's the big draw for the game is 2b i think even danielle understands that that right there Mm -hmm. that's a nice character that's a 10 out of 10 -er. yeah she Even, is, I'm sorry to interrupt no. you, she is one of your top best girls. She is. Uh, she is not only a badass android ass-kicking device, but she's also a nice sight, even though she doesn't use her eyes because she's got a blindfold. <laughs> Any game that will, that's got ties to Enix and you know, oh, this week play this gotcha game and you could potentially pull 2B as a unit. Well, I'm downloading that game. Yep. And deleting it a week later. You did that with a, what was that game recently? I don't remember. Oh, because I know you were like, oh, 2B or it was a near automata. Yep. Got her and then left her. (laughs) Poor thing. But she's, she's a staple. I think everyone, you had to have seen her on the internet. If you're not familiar with the game, you, you have seen her. You have stumbled across the two booty subreddit. Absolutely. She's the founder of the two booty subreddit, <laughs> as well as what I would say is one of the biggest cosplay. Oh, hands down. Themes of all time. And my favorite is when people in the cosplay community, this is going to be a little hot take on cosplay because I do respect it and I do like cosplay, but there's this whole subgenre, which is buy a wig that is the same color as a character. And then just wear lingerie and say, look at uh, my 2B cosplay. No, this is you wanting attention. And it's, it's not cosplay. I'm sorry. 
she at not one point in this game <laughs> is wearing lingerie. Unless you do that like hack where her skirt is off. Blows off. And that's it. Wear it as the onesie with your butt out. That's fine. Stop it with this subculture. You're literally all the likes, ladies. I'm going to break it to you. It's 13 year old boys that are liking it. It's not actual people enjoying your for your content. I'm sorry. It's a hot take. I know. No, I completely agree with you. I had to unsubscribe recently from the cosplay subreddit because it just turned into, oh, I'm Poison Ivy. And as you said, bought a red wig yep. and was just laying on a bed of Poison Ivy, uh, like fake, obviously, yeah, with just a couple little pieces over her nip naps and her lady bits. It's like, no, it this, isn't, this isn't more power to you, but stop calling it cosplay. Yeah, there's a f- I truly appreciate cosplay where you're really taking the time. And I don't even want you to buy a jumpsuit off online. I really admire and appreciate and look up to cosplayers that are sewing their own garments and actually putting it together making weapons out of styrofoam that is cool that's what i want to see absolutely i'm fine if you want your boobies out show them loud show them proud but let's just not wear some scraps of clothes exactly well even the neon genesis evangelion cosplayers if you buy a morph suit yeah that's not enough calling yourself a cosplayer i think it's a general term no you know keep calling yourself cosplayer that's fine if that gets you into the you know activity that's fine but i think at some point if you're going to claim to be a it's a form of art in my opinion because i mean jessica negri the reason she ended up getting to this huge point is she actually makes some pretty darn cool yes it's still pretty scantily clad but she's got these cool armor pieces she's trying she's not just because other than that you're basically just telling me that if every halloween is the biggest cosplay event of all time. If all you need to do is go buy something out of a package and then when you take it out and it smells like that plastic (laughs) or like it smells like a mask. Wow, yeah, I cosplay. I was Bob Ross for three years in a row because I like to go to Halloween parties, but I don't want to spend any more money on it. (laughs) I'm a bit of a Bob Ross cosplayer. And I'm his painting. I don't know. Could I just be a grouchy guy? Maybe. No, I mean, there's there's a certain sub subculture of i'm sorry neckbeards out there that nice. are feeding that society and and stop doing it you dorks i get listen it's the internet you can google you don't need anywho they're automata and two booty well one more trend that's actually killing me and i may have mentioned this one before but on instagram i keep seeing it to this day and i'm not getting it the anime art on glass mm. did i already did i already vent on this I don't think so. My these people are literally look at my glass art. No, no, no. That was you tracing and then going and getting paint colors and then painting on the back and then flipping it over and look and whoa, it looks just like the character. Yeah. Because it's a tracing. Yeah, I've seen that um that's that same character cell in the anime. You did not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, not. The internet's the wild west. <sighs> Just grumpy Tom. But anyways. We're old. I I, I know I am. <laughs> but near Tomata, and speaking of art, we've got one last thing I gotta say, and then we'll actually get into the game at some point here, I think. 
But man, if I, you remember in our episode about the figures, how if I won the lottery, what would I buy? I did forget to mention the, <gasps> the Square Enix master line oh. near Automata, one fourth scale statue. And I don't say statue lightly. This puppy is a beast. It's it for, is cool. It's for the 10th anniversary of the game. And uh, it was Prime One Studio who took on the project. And it has got all three of our main characters just loud and proud. It's beautiful. You got swappable head parts. You've got a logo plate. It's got a scene that they're all standing. It is gorgeous. Tell me the retail price of that bad boy. Oh, it's just a drop in the bucket. It's uh, $2,849. I have seen a used pickup truck on the side of the road for that much. (laughs) And that thing moves. (laughs) I don't know. I would buy this in a heartbeat if I had an exorbitant amount of money, but luckily I don't. Because then that money can go to someone else who needs it for, I don't know, food or something and not for a plastic figure. It's just hard being human right now. That's, that is a a steep asking price. But if you go and look up that video and you see them sculpting the pieces and putting them together, it is art. It's insanity. And I would highly recommend, yeah, just look it up. It's on Square Enix's store. Yata, yata. Automata, <laughs> the game that we're talking about today. If you guys have played it, haven't played it, I think we can all understand that when a game kind of switches forms and keeps things fresh throughout and changes and keeps you guessing what's going to happen next, it's an effective way of storytelling. And this, using the thing of multiple endings and in the case of what is it 26 endings Mm -hmm. granted five of them are real and actually have like cutscenes and whatnot the rest are all kind of silly but there were times in this game like i don't know what's happening i don't know where this could possibly go and that's my jam Mm -hmm. there's too much predictable stuff out here and this ain't it and you could choose to do um, longer time in certain areas, or if you wanted to make it a short game, you could only do the main quests. Yeah. We could have spent, how many hours did we log? Or I'm sorry, how many hours did you play this game and I watched? No, it was a week. Cause I remember there was times that I was very tired and you're like, Oh, I think I just saw this. And I'd be like, ah, good eye. Mm. So you were the backseat. You were the gamer. While That's- I was crocheting baby blankets. Do you yeah, remember that? I do remember <laughs> I that. I would just what be a, crocheting and watching. <laughs> what a time to be alive. But in that, as far as Steam says, I did play on the PC and there's some people saying, well, that one's got performance issues and it stutters here and you can't play more than 60 FPS. Shut up. <laughs> I don't need to play a game of more than 60 FPS. You guys can be your snobbies. I, this game was phenomenal with its uh, quote unquote problems on PC. Loved it. Loved it a lot. And I, in fact, loved it so much that I logged 44.9 hours. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that much. Yeah. And we only got 32 of the 47 achievements. This game is so thick in aesthetic, vibe, and overall just world building that I would just run around sometimes just looking, exploring. There's not a crazy amount to explore. It's The world's not huge, and I think it even in some cases calls itself an open world, which I wouldn't even say that because it's pretty darn linear. Hmm. But what it does have, intriguing plot, lovely graphics, Mm. Android booty. Uh, 
the soundtrack. Soundtrack is one of the most amazing. And there's one song in particular that when <laughs> you go to this robot Pascal's v- village, <laughs> just find myself because I don't know what the heck they're saying, but me oh, and Danielle would just catch ourselves. <laughs> well, and I was in that area so long, too. Yeah, there was like a point we had to kind of turn down the volume. They're like, all right, Pascal's Village, this is the best song, but I'm starting to hate it. <laughs> uh, you got two booty, you've got awesome combat, and a shifting gameplay style. Sometimes we're talking, we've got a bullet hell type shooter, a hack and slash kind of deal, a free roam exploration. You've got kind of a side-scrolling... Not necessarily platformer, but one of the fights turns into kind of a only side-scrolling type fight. You can control massive robots. It's just, it's keeping it fresh. And that is where the man who knows fresh is going to be Yokotaro, the guy who directed and wrote this. This game is technically in a series of games. It's a sequel to the Drakengard series of games, which if you are anyone who did play those back in the day, you'd be like, what? And had dragons. What do you mean robots? <laughs> I don't know what's going on in the story. I'm not the expert. And honestly, you can go on YouTube and find a bunch of compelling things talking about the actual uh, themes about this. Me and Danielle here are art students. We may or may not get things wrong here, but we just wanted to talk about this game because it was just such a pivotal part of one month of our life. We were so into it. Yep. So much so that I dare say that this game may be in my top three games of all time. Oh, what are your top three? Oh, let me guess. Okay. So this, Final Fantasy VII, God of War. Those are pretty good guesses. Did I, I get Final either? Fantasy VII is definitely in there as well. Oh, okay. I am like just a Square Enix junkie. I get it. I'm just into RPGs. I don't know. God of War, hmm, it's very good. I loved the new one from... Uh, Naughty Dog, but I don't know if I'd put it in the oh up, okay up there. Mm-hmm. It was a very good experience. I think I liked that so much because me and you got to bond over it. And it was the first video game that you watched, and you're like, "Well, well what games next?" And I was like, "Excuse me, I may have actually just blacked out for a second. <laughs> you want me to play video games? Was that really the first one I watched you play? Mm-hmm. Effectively and actually critically." Because mm-hmm. there were times that you'd be like, oh, I'll watch you play. And then you are just, you are not paying attention. And like, a lot of games put me to sleep. I know. And I'm like, oh, did you see? Oh, she's snoring. Although for God of War, if we were playing later and you were really trying to beat those Valkyries, I was falling asleep. Oh, well, yeah, that's the extra stuff. That's the bane of any relationship is the side quests. Yeah. When you have your wife and or girlfriend. Oh, no, not and or <laughs> I meant your wife or girlfriend. <laughs> Holy cow. Not a good slip up. <laughs> <laughs> you have to just stick to the main plot. Do not. I know, especially in RPGs, guys, I know guys and girls, I understand. But just keep to the main story. Even in near automata it was hard when you wanted to play in the coliseum and i was like oh do you have to do this the coliseum parts of these games it's a mechanic that just elongates your experience and allows you to get some unlockables and i don't regret anything going in there and i still have to actually go back in there and do that oh so i'm sorry going back to your third top game yes is it uh ocarina of time 
That one's, see, again, I'm really I, trying I, to listen, look. don't even fight for the third because I don't even know if I know it. Oh, okay. But you know what I do know what we should talk about? The plot of the game. <laughs> so if, if someone who hasn't played this isn't actually still here, I'll give you a quick synopsis. Earth is in utter disarray due to machines that were alien in origin are now on Earth. They were starting to uh, really cause some chaos, do a little damage. And the humans all went up to the moon to get away from it. Now they have formed the Yorha uh, division or whatever the heck you'd call it. And from there, we've got android soldiers, all with different kind of a, what they do. So 9S is like a hacking bot. And then you've got 2B, who's just more of so of the get up in them guts and fight. Absolute tactician mm-hmm. doing work. Now, this whole journey and what this game essentially is, is one, where do people find meaning and what honestly makes something, I don't even know, like, and that's where it's so tough because it's like, I, this is all over my head, all the philosophical stuff, but just, yeah, at the core, where do you derive meaning? Is That's it. I would I, even say humanity because 9S kind of. I would say acts and thinks maybe more like a human tries to think things out and to be is very more cut and dry. Like, I know I'm an android. I am not human. I don't need to have these kind of emotions. Even I think the cutest thing about 9S and 2B's relationship is especially even when they first meet, he's like, you can call me nines. It's a nickname like or something like that. And she's just like, no, <laughs> no, I will <laughs> you're not 9S. Like she can't get over that threshold of, um, I guess, being personable, which I mm-hmm. think is very human. Yeah. And the game is basically just tackling in the way of they've got their mission. They go down there. 2B is the one saying this is what we do. 9S, he's kind of a little bit all right, but they just kind of have these missions, go on them, eradicate the robots, all that stuff. And you start to see the layers peeling away as these machines are acting a little peculiar on Earth. and you know it's going to affect what our androids are thinking and yada yada so that if that's up your alley highly recommend it and a big big push for this game is just the fact that each ending is changing your perspective whether that be what we've learned through the story which character you're playing as which was a nice surprise you get to actually play as different characters and that actually changes the gameplay pretty big because at one point you do get to play as 9s and instead of a hack and slash, you can also just hack into the robot and get them to uh, take damage or I believe even fight for you. Mm-hmm. It's just a master class in keeping things fresh and different. I don't think uh, when this came out, there wasn't too much like it. And I still, I still think there's not too much like it. That's why it's still such a, uh, a classic and one that is, I wouldn't say love or hate, but man this game's got one heck of a following and I'm glad it does. Mm-hmm. Wait. I mean, it's just 44 it's just hours. I know. And I still want more. It was so good. Absolutely. I haven't gotten to play near replicant yet. That came out not too long ago. I know it's a lot slower paced, but that's okay. I'm kind of want to get into this universe, even though it seems kind of ridiculous. Now, disclaimer, we've been wrong on this podcast a lot. 
But the reason I say go, maybe, you know, if you want to get into the philosophical stuff, go ahead and just check out some YouTube videos. There are some people doing some great video essays on this, talking about the philosophers themselves. I mean, you have uh, references to Pascal, uh, Jean-Paul, uh, Simone. Aristotle, right? I'm, I don't know. Oh, I thought I had heard that. Probably. Uh, Kierkegaard, you name it. I don't know too much about this stuff. I just know like some basic meanings and honestly the character Pascal and what's weird in the game is a lot of them are kind of pinpoint with how that philosopher acted and stuff. But Pascal, who's the sweetest robot in this, in this darn land, basically the philosopher Pascal was all about like people seeing their own wretchedness kind of. Oh yeah. So he was a little bit more on the, but at the same time and, and, by the way, we're going to start getting into spoilers, so uh, take, to take that. But at points throughout this game, you see that no matter how hard he tries, he can't escape this view of wretchedness within his own. So he has this village. But then at one point, as much as he's trying his best to change things and, oh, no, machines are great. We're all good people. Blah, 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 blah. They start flipping out at one point in the game and attacking and all this stuff and he's like oh my gosh so they have to escape he's like well at least we have the children and they're fine and everything's and then all the freaking children end up killing themselves in that one room and it gets to one of the saddest parts in the game when pascal actually wants you to reboot his system because he can't handle what's going on if you were gonna ask me what my most memorable part of the game was not that That is obviously a good memorable, but that part of the game was so depressing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just a steep slope. And the game goes through weird different shifts in emotion where you'll be laughing one second. Yeah, another second you're like, Pascal, what the heck? And then another second you're just literally questioning, wow, yeah, the human brain is weird. And that's where this is effective. You get a weird little nugget of different uh, philosophical views. And it's you're not going to get that elsewhere. And we went to art school. With the most, you know, people where the people are the most pretentious and I still didn't actually have any of these thoughts and I'm learning more in a video game Mm -hmm. than at the Art Institute, which is no longer in existence because they were a scam school. (laughs) Good thing we got jobs. Yeah, I got my degree sitting over there in a bin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's okay. Mine's in a bin in the basement. Oh, oh, you outdid me. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah, that was one of those moments you had Jean Paul, who was the guy in the top hat. Yep. Who was all about, you know, creating these followers and all this stuff. But he put big importance in the pretty ones. (laughs) So he was a bit in the game. He's a bit of a uh, womanizer, little little womanizer. Yeah. And but he was kind of like and he says in the game, existence precedes essence. So that's more of the push towards. A person becomes who they are as they grow up and they go through you you become who you are because of your actions and decisions not from anything predestined or anything like that i mean it's just kind of realistic and you know realism and whatever blah blah then uh simone de beauvoir i'm probably butchering that one is not born a woman but becomes a woman so this is this was a feminist philosopher if i'm not mistaken who the push was that all of these social constructs is what makes a woman or whatever, you know, the, oh, pretty dress and all this. Mm. And that's reflected in this because we have a robot who wants to actually get the attention of Jean-Paul. 
and ends up killing other robots, taking their parts, and she's building herself up into what she thinks is the perfect woman for Jean-Paul because she wasn't pretty, pretty enough uh, for him back then. Very sad insight into how some people might feel. Mm-hmm. And this game just, it's going to get you. I think there's enough in a, in a big, wide enough net that there's plenty to uh, be seen, be thought about, and might get you into a better place or maybe even a worse place. But it gets you thinking. And I think when you think, that's a good time to, for me. The game definitely escalates with being uh, just normal gameplay going mm-hmm. through the story and slowly, slowly through the game, the robots and how you realize their society and what's happening to them gets more and more depraved and unfortunate for them. Uh, you just get this whole different feeling by the end of the game. You yeah. feel so heavy, I think, at the end. It gets you into the uh, existentialism mindset, you know. It even gets you, as you're seeing these robots trying to understand what their existence is, what the meaning of it all is, then, yeah, you start looking inward and, you know, everyone's got their own avenues. And, uh, yeah, I don't know why this one struck me so hard. But it because of that, that's why it's one of the top. What was your favorite part of watching me? Was it me getting angry when I couldn't get past one of the really hard parts? Um... And I'm sorry, I got to cut back in. I'm sorry. Not that the game itself was hard, but I did try and do the end credits without the assistance of others, which the whole point of the end credits is to say, hey, these people have actually deleted their game saves to allow the their player to come help you to get through these credits. I was trying my best. I'm like, I don't need no one's help. And look at that. The game said, no, you can lean on others and get through this because you've been trying for over an hour and your wife's tired and she's actually starting to get kind of annoyed with you. Weren't there multiple days or was that only just one time you tried to do that? Oh, no, there was probably multiple days I tried mm-hmm. to. Half of that 44 hours was just, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to get through that one. And that credit song was slapping. Yeah, that was good. You can find the Nier Automata soundtrack on Spotify. Or I guess if you listen to Apple, I think it's on there, but I don't use Apple. And would highly recommend that. Would you also like to tell a little bit of a story about how we could have potentially seen a live orchestra? Oh. I know. Regrets in my life. So unfortunate. Yeah. And I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. We were actually, we went out to my buddy Joe's to uh, enjoy a nice birthday dinner with him. I mean, I had just finished this game. We were talking about it at the table. I'm like, oh, it's great. And actually... The orchestra is coming to Chicago. They're going to be playing the music from Automata. We should all go. Absolutely, dude, we should go. This isn't, I'm not making this up. The moment I said that to the table, the show was going on. (laughs) It was that night. It was so sad. And I regret it because not only was it the orchestra, those are few and far between. Yoko Taro, the (laughs) creator of the damn game I love so much, was in attendance. That wouldn't have changed anything, but just being in the same building as him and me being a silly human that think other humans are anything more special than mine, me when they're not, I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> I would have enjoyed it big time. And who knows? Maybe someday I'll get to see it in uh, the, the live orchestra. I know Final Fantasy is coming back to town and we might partake in a little dabble of that. Final Fantasy 7. Yeah, this one is all based on Final Fantasy 7. Because we saw Final Fantasy 10. 
right? No, we just saw the Final Fantasy Orchestra, which oh. they were putting a heavy push on seven and for some reason 10 because they knew I was there. Oh, okay. Yes, because uh, those are my two two faves. 10 shouldn't be that high up on my list, but it is because... Ha, 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 ha. We started to play that game. I couldn't. Yeah, you love I it. would like to finish. I have this weird thing, even if I hate, I won't say hate, even if I'm not enjoying something, it's hard for me to just drop it and leave it. I have to see it through. So we might have to finish that. Yeah, that's why we're married. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that joke? Uh, no. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'll just put that one under not a good joke. <laughs> but yeah, the whole the whole dynamic of this game was great. I think that I'd like to I'd like to go through at some point again. I we think have sometimes about it. There's just so much to do though, and now we've got and now we have this new one. We got the new one. We got to play. We've got also shows to watch. Dragon Maid is back. And I'm it's, ready to watch it. And Villainous Baby. And Villainous is back, baby. So excited. Oh, so good. Absolutely. And also, just a little, uh, kind of an announcement here. And big, big shout out to Toy Attack. Uh, we, got a, we got a homie out in California who sells pop figures and figures and is going to be having a website in August. So be tuned. We'll, we'll of course, make a, uh, make a shout out for him, of course. But he has sent us a little bit of a package, and we're going to open that up on camera one of these days and be posting that to our Instagram. That is right. We have one of those. And it'll also probably make it on our YouTube channel, which I don't bring up much because I, I was initially just uploading some of our podcasts to that. And then that stopped because I, I should just put them up through Podbean because that's the lazy way. But I like having like the, the status bar and... I Podbean kind of just throws it up just there. Just throws a picture, and, and I don't know. It doesn't look like very it. good. Yeah, so I'll probably, never mind. I'll probably just continue that and stop complaining and being a, I, I dare I say, a teabag bitch boy. <laughs> what would you say is one of your favorite parts from Nier? Favorite? Or maybe, because you asked me aspect, which I never really answered that yeah, question. Go ahead and answer that question. I don't really know. I think I enjoy... Well, I do not like turn-based games, and this is not a turn-based game. Um, I thought the mechanics of the characters and how they fight. Um, and quote me if I'm wrong, do you do button combos to do certain moves in this game? Eh, it's more of a button mash kind okay. of deal. Which there I kind of like. There's different things in your play style. I got to give them credit. The upgrade system and the you know, chips, because they are Androids, you upgrade oh, that's and you right. put different moves in with your chipset. That was very cute. I liked that implementation. And I also liked that you can get one of the endings by taking out your operating system. <laughs> Hysterical. <laughs> yada, yada. But yeah, no, it, we, I think, I think. Uh, I like the, fi I, I think if I were to pick something about the game, because the story as a whole is very good and it's very dense. So I think it's hard to remember, unlike that one part with Pascal and the poor little robots killing themselves. Um, but I think once I started saying some, you'd remember. Like the first time going to that one theme park and you see them all acting weird. Like that was the first time where you went from, oh, they're acting kind of 
like humans in this area. And then you end up going to the theme park and they're all acting like jesters and stuff like that. that. And they're all dressed up mm-hmm. in in outfits. That's true. There's we never that. got that bunny statue to no, turn I, into a robot. I didn't try enough. But then I we mean, were you were going at it for like. I think you got to hit it quite a bit. But then we had the Simone fight, that one robot. And that was very cool. That because was. Yeah. Just the, even the choreography and the camera work during these boss fights has a little bit of meaning to it. You know, she wants your eyes on her. That is the big thing. She wants your attention. That is her, her shtick. And at times the camera will actually turn away. It kind of frustrated me at first, but then I was like, oh, but you are not giving her the time of day. You're looking away from her. The camera doesn't even let her be on the screen as she starts going into this bullet hell thing. And it's little things like that in games that I think is what can set things apart. A game might not be super, super popular. Cause again, I said, not everyone's going to love this game. I don't think it is for everyone, but I think it is something everyone should at least try because during a steam sale, you can get the game of the year version for like 20 bucks. And I actually, I think it might be on game pass now, which everyone it's like a cult. It's like the new vegans. Oh, do you have game pass? Oh, you can get these games. It's free games on game pass. Well, no, it's a subscription. It's not free games. It is cool, though. I think I'm, yeah, I'll never probably do it, but it is nice. And I'm happy for those of you who do that. <laughs> but stop asking me if I have it because I won't. <laughs> you can ask me if you could go into our Discord, though. But where the hell would they find our Discord, Danielle? Oh, I don't know. I'm married to weeb.com. We have a website, too. Yeah. Huh. Go there. Or if you don't want to, go to our Instagram and click the link tree in the bio. And you can go there too, directly there. We made it so easy for you. We are the future. And I think technology has yet to catch up to us. I'm impressed. Good job, Daniel. (laughs) Now, would you say 9S is your favorite character? Or would you say 2B? Like, are you one of the homies? Ooh. Mm. I don't know. I like... I like their dynamic together. Absolutely. So that's hard. I do like the pods. The pods are so cute. Very much enjoyed that. Especially when 2B's pod after, uh, well, we've already said we're going to say spoilers, Mm -hmm. after 2B dies and her pod goes to A2 and she, he's just trying to like diagnose, do pod stuff the androids and she's just like shut up yeah <laughs> stop <laughs> that was one of the heaviest hitter moments because i was like oh my gosh she's all messed up because of this virus that she's got going on and it's it's one of those things that you see the writing on the wall you know for a fact 9s is not there to see what's happening so when a2 does her the favor mm-hmm. of ending it and then you see 9s start going into this berserk mode because uh, at the end of the day, our boy loved her. Yeah. At least in my head. If it wasn't romantic love, I think it was definitely... A family love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously to be... I think she cared about Ninas, especially when Adam and Eve were... They took him into that area, remember? And she had to get him back. It was that really white area. Yeah. It was all the cubes. So she definitely cared about 9s but i don't think it was ever romantic Mm -hmm. 
doesn't mean I'm not going to read maybe a hentai about it, but. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, Yeah. The subtleties in the, in the storytelling were also nice because you get to piece it together as a, as the player there, of course, I mean, they're hand feeding you a bunch of it, but that's one thing that I hate in games. Now I'll download one for the phone. It's like, here's how to navigate the main menu. And for 10 minutes, it's just glowing up certain areas. And then I got to click that certain area. Okay. Now go into this and play this tutorial. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, cool. I want to quit. And it goes, no, no, no. Click this next thing. It's like, bro, if I quit, is this all gone? What's going on? Stop holding my hand. I have a brain and it's got electrical little, little blips in it and I can do things. It's all fun. (laughs) But in this, you don't have to necessarily go exploring the land, but when you do, you find cool things like the robot king and that whole castle and you end up finding him and he's got moss all over him. It's a beautiful, serene little scene. And just growing and seeing the world through 2B and 9S is great. And can we talk about the time? Was it A2 that killed that baby robot? Uh, Yeah, she came in like a falcon. (laughs) What what was up with that? I still don't understand that part. I don't know if we Uh, figured it out. A2 was just a wild ride of a wild card. I think it was just she... She doesn't like taking orders from anyone. I don't know. I don't don't know what it was. And that's why I got to say, we're not the expert on the game. We're just here to tell you to play it. I did love that castle area was very cool. It was lovely. Although maneuvering in the castle to try and figure out where you were supposed to go, I was, I remembered was very frustrating. There were certain areas we could never remember or figure out how to get to said platform in the castle it was bonkers but the weapon upgrade system's good and well enough the player upgrade system good and well enough it's it's a great rpg the combat's fun and you can tailor it to kind of how you want a lot of mine was just putting on these upgrades that allowed that whenever i slashed my sword it would send out an energy wave so i didn't have to get up in their guts i could just stand by and just boom 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 it was great and just little subtleties like you have to have a certain chip to automatically pick stuff up and was this the game were we playing this and I would tell you to do a certain move? Was it double dash? Oh, <laughs> that was Was uh, it this one? Because no. you could do the on the ground. I could do the double dash, but no, you're talking about when we were playing through Final Fantasy. When I do my move to triple slash. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I'd like to try and include her and keep her, you know. <laughs> Paying attention. So I'm like, Danielle, what move should I use when I go into like the bullet time to speak? She goes, triple slash. I'm like, all right, you got a triple slash time. Hey, it worked every time. It worked 99.86% of the time. <laughs> this game was no stranger to awards. It won best score in music at the Game Awards 2017. I mean, duh. It, right. Also winning in 2017, camera direction in a game engine, original dramatic score and franchise. Uh, at Navigator, I don't know what that is, but the Japan Game Awards won Games of the Year's Division Award for Excellence. I couldn't have said it better myself. The Dice Awards giving it Role-Playing Game of the Year in 2018. South by Southwest Gaming Awards giving it Excellence in Technical Achievement and Excellence in Musical Score. That's just it. It's not about certain aspects. Just the game crushed everything. Mm-hmm. They really put a lot of time, love, and energy behind making this an experience. Yeah. It just boils down to, at the end of the day, 
What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Play the game, dig nabbit. Oh, you don't, you can't play the game? Watch it on YouTube or Twitch. There's got to find someone on Twitch who's playing the game and in their title, they have first playthrough and make sure that they only have like two or three viewers. Go me. Like that's the easiest way to make friends on Twitch. I love going into like small viewer streams and going, Hey, how you doing? And one, they either ignore you because they have no idea how to reach out or two, (laughs) they get so ecstatic. I'll tell you what, it's like gift giving, even though it's not. And I'm not saying that my presence is a gift, but what I'd say is you go say hi to this guy. Oh my gosh. Hey, Tom. Oh, welcome, buddy. How are you? And it's like, I haven't gotten anyone at work to ask me that (laughs) outside of my department. It's just, it's just good. And this game is just good. And I want you guys to love it because, well, because 2B is hot. Okay. (laughs) And when you can get little flashes of the booty in the game. It's good. And I love that little, little bit of boob you get. It's not like a lot. It's just that little bit of panel in the front. It's classy. It's quite the opposite of cosplayers. And I (laughs) write everyone. (laughs) By the way, you can like cosplay in the form that it is, which is just softcore porn. I'm just saying I personally respect a cosplay that has more effort. And I don't know, I dare say talent associated with it. Having a nice body. Well, no, hard work and working out. But also, it's kind of like just the lottery. You were born with it. Good for you. It's like being rich. Could you imagine being born to a family that has yachts? They didn't (laughs) earn it, but I'll tell you what, they sure have one hell of a lucky draw. I was going to say, I I am going to be on the opposite coin and say, I just expect better. I expect more. Expectation is key. Because listen. When you see me maybe three years down the road, finally frickin' so my custom made Ray Ayanami jumpsuit, Ooh-wee. I demand the likes to be hit. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Um, and that's not a joke. I did buy a bodysuit pleather pattern and I just have not been able to find the right materials for it. And now Someday. I'm pregnant, so not happening. See, so that's why I said three you, years. You could have pivoted to uh, the Asuka, remember when she's going into the volcano? Oh my gosh. And she's gosh. got the big suit? You should have done that. And it blo- oh my gosh, that's... <laughs> oh, that would have been great. I forgot about that part. Well, Halloween. No. She's going to be here. She'll be here and maybe you'll you'll probably bounce back faster than... Now, we ha- now that we know, I always thought it'd be so cute if we were having a boy and we do Balma, Vegeta, and little baby trunks. Well, I got good news for you. So we can do... We're not having a boy. It's a girl in there. No, now I got to pivot and think about what what anime thing. I guess we could do Pan. Meh. We can have her be Connie from Promise Neverland. And, oh. I'll, and then me and you be, both be monsters. <laughs> that, that would be like kind of cute, kind of scary. The scariest, cutest um, Halloween. Oh, what's the term everyone's going around saying for things that aren't actually effort and are just buying suits online? A uh, cosplay. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a really nice cosplay. Gosh, don't get me wrong. If I was a wig maker right now, I'd be like, what the hell changed? Why am I rich? <laughs> right. Now, now I'm just trying to think of what cute, cute baby girl anime stuff well we'll think about that and maybe they'll pop into our discord and let you know but aside Mm. from that let's let's 
we're, it's a hostage situation. Let's let them go. <laughs> We've rambled incoherently about this game. I don't even know if we talked about the game enough, but I'm just glad we talked about it. Mm-hmm. Now, everyone, please, if you haven't, go play the game. If you have played it, go play it again. And uh, for the, the love of all that is holy, just, I don't know. You keep doing you, boo. Yeah, just do your thing. Hope you're having a great start to the week if you're listening to this when it first came out. If you're listening to this at the end of the week, well, holy cow, you made it. Hopefully that was a good week. <laughs> and I got to say, me personally, I'm a, big, I'm a big fan of you. And I hope you're a big fan of me as well as my, my wife over there who's looking at me. Look at you over there. All, Look at me. All pregnant and whatnot. <laughs> With that said, hey, um... Would you like to tell them goodbye? Bye, guys.